This is Nicole Murphy. This is Rachel Emanuel. Hi, this is John Cohen. Hey, everyone. This is Glenn Jung from Bright Light News. This is Drew Weatherhead. This is Tarek Elnega. This is Ed Dowd, and you're listening to the Sean Newman Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, folks. Happy Wednesday. Hope everybody's week is moving along. Uh, we're, uh, you know, after you do an event, it, you take a, a couple of days to fully recover. And uh, certainly it's, it's an exciting time, but a busy time. And... Um, finally starting to feel like myself again and uh today's sponsor guardian plumbing and heating and that's blaine and joy stefan they've been a part of the last couple events uh of course uh, blaine saying grace at the smp presents long on craner and then uh, guardian was a major sponsor of the tuesday uh, mashup election coverage and if you want to know a little bit more about what guardian plumbing and heating is all about well they're uh Home of the Guardian Power Station, bringing free electricity to everyone, as well as reliable off-grid solutions, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and beyond. And if you want more information about that, go to guardianplumbing.ca, where you can also schedule your next appointment at any time. The Deer and Steer Butchery, a butcher shop here in the Lloydminster area. Of course, they uh, if you got an animal that needs butchered, they can do that. If you want to get in the butcher shop and do a little bit of work yourself on your animal, they can do that. And uh, when it comes to just different cuts of meat, you know, actually, I was uh, I was chuckling. We were in a, uh, a restaurant with Tom and Alex in Edmonton on, jeez, um, what would that have been, uh, Thursday night when they first arrived. And uh, they were talking about all the different cuts. And as I was looking through the menu of all the different cuts, I, you know, you think it's just sirloin or top sirloin and T-bone, you know, like some of the major ones. But then there's all these different cuts. And I, the first time I'd ever heard of all these cuts came from the deer and steers. So actually I'm reading through and I'm like, oh, I got that in my freezer and I got that in my freezer. And anyways, that's kind of the cool thing about the deer and steer. They don't, they're, they're not like any other butcher shop I've seen. And certainly uh, uh, if you want to get your hands in on it and see how it's done, just give them a call, 780 Seven zero eighty seven hundred. 8700 Agro Incorporated out of Irma, Alberta. That's Kent and Tasha Erickson, family farm, raising four kids, growing food for their community and this great country. Uh, of course, if you're looking to get involved with the SNP Presents, the SMP, or any part of this uh, thing, the Tuesday mashup, all you got to do is shoot me a text. Uh, right now, the, the uh, mashup is full for the rest of the year. I've had a few different people reach out about that. But of course, with the Ericsons, uh, they wanted to support the, the podcast, and you can uh, find a way to do exactly the same. would love to have you aboard. Just reach out, show notes, phone number, be cool, and I appreciate the Erickson family hopping on and uh, having a little bit of fun. Three Trees Tap and Kitchen, uh, you know, twos will say the food, I'm going to say the music, and we can both agree that uh, it's quite the place. It's a great little restaurant, big restaurant here, I guess, in, in Lloydminster. Jim and his team over there make sure that uh, you get the best of it all. I mean, they got a, a great selection on tap, and then, like I say, the food is just it's top notch, and uh, once again, the 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 live music is just I don't know I just enjoy it, folks. Um, call to get a reservation eight seven four seven six two five. I don't know of anyone who doesn't lo- enjoy a little bit of live music uh, going on. It's good for the soul, I swear. Um, now let's get on to the tail of the Tate Tate Tate. Let's get on to the tail of the tape, how about? Brought to you by Hancock Petroleum for the past 80 years. They've been an industry leader in bulk fuels, lubricants, methanol, and chemicals delivering to your farm, commercial, or oil field locations. For more information, visit them at hancockpetroleum.ca. The first is a former research chemist, amateur dairy goat farmer, libertarian, and economist whose work can be found on sites like Zero Hedge and Newsmax Media. The second, a Croatian national, former hedge fund manager, author, and contributing editor at Zero Hedge. I'm talking about Tom Luongo and Alex Craner. So buckle up, here we go. This is Tom Luongo, and you're listening to the Sean Newman Podcast. Welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast, and I give you, well, it starts with Luongo. I thought I was like, all right, we'll, 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 we'll give him a scotch or a whiskey. No, 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 we can't we can't do that early enough in the day. So we're having Dad's Old Fashioned Root Beer. Well, yeah, because it's a little too early in the day for that, because um, I'm a cheap drunk, and while I used to um, live stream and drink whiskey, uh, I found that if I kept doing that, uh, I wouldn't have a channel, and I would be in jail, because... <laughs> <laughs> because um, what a shock, folks! I get really loud and really obnoxious when I'm when I've had a couple. Um, 
<laughs> Which is the way my, my original audience really liked it. They were like, dude, Tom's going to get blitzed. It's going to be fun. <laughs> like, drunk live stream is the best Luongo. And I'm like, no, it really isn't. <laughs> I deleted a lot of those. That's that's probably fair. What do you, Alex, you, 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 you look starstruck. Here, here we are in the Sean Newman podcast studio, your first time in Canada. What do you think? Uh, surreal. I can't believe I'm here. So uh, awesome. Thank you for having us. And I'm enjoying my time in Canada. I'm, uh, I'm very positive impressions. Uh, uh, you know, so all good. All good and nice to finally be in Sean Newman podcast studio. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Like, you know, like, I mean, you know, we drove just drove across from Edmonton, right? And driving across Edmonton to Lloydminster, which is where we are, and an undisclosed just location in Lloydminster. Um, it just reminds me of like, Central Florida for 150 miles. You can't do 150 miles across Central Florida um, because it's not that wide. So you do that kind, the kind of thing I saw on the way over here, it's flat, it's straight. There's, you know, grain silos and, you know, various large trucks moving stuff around and phosphate. Well, we have phosphate mines. You guys probably are doing other, you know, granite or whatever the hell you're doing up here. But it just reminds me of like driving across from like Tampa across the, to Lake Okeechobee. And it's just, you know, across like State Road 66. And I did this a couple months ago. I'm like, yeah, the only difference is like the skyline's a little different and the grasses are different and the trees are a little different. But otherwise, it's pretty much the same thing. Did you enjoy the straight road from Edmonton to uh, to Lloydminster, or were you ready for that drive to be done? No, it was nice. Uh, we had a lot to talk about and a lot to look at. Yeah. So there's been for very small values of a lot, by the way, a lot, by the for, way. I mean, there's not that much to look at out there. I don't know. I didn't see anything that. I, I, but <laughs> well, then again, like, I, I've been I've been looking at stuff like this for you know. Well, it's not like you're driving through the mountains. You're driving yeah. through the essentially the prairies, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, uh, countryside, nature, you know, industry, cows, bison. Yeah, we did see some bison. It was fun. Enough for me to look at, you know. Uh, I don't know. I get excited about small things. This is, uh, <laughs> this is um, on my side, fellas, this is, uh, I don't have many surreal moments, but mm-hmm. this kind of feels like a surreal moment because, you know, you, you yeah. interview people and then you're like, well, we're going to bring everybody here. and I don't know. Yeah, it is. And funny thing, is this the first time I meet you in person and the first time I meet Tom in person? Mm-hmm. You guys look exactly like you, yourselves. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly hope so. <laughs> I certainly hope I'm not like, I don't know that. Oh, and we're doing invasion of the body snatchers or some shit like, right? You know, you know like, I don't know. Um, no, it, it is. It yeah, is but really, it is funny because you get, you oh. get, you get kind of used to seeing people on the, on the screen in 2D. Right. But all the same, you know, like the personality, the the features, uh, it's 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 the same. And then when you meet them in person, it, it's almost like, yeah, we know each other. You know, like it's not, you know, like I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's not it's not like a big surprise meeting in person. It's like I met Tom yesterday in the hotel lobby. It's like I've seen him a thousand times, you know. It wasn't know. like, like, oh my God, that, there's Tom. But I, but I was like, saying this yesterday that we've I've had more conversations with you two mm-hmm. than I have half my friends in the last six months, and for like longer, deeper, more thought. Not it's not that friends don't have thought provoking, but sure. like we're talking about some stuff that I'm just like gonna have to sit and think about that for a while, right? Yeah, so yeah, when you walk yeah. in, I'm like, no, oh, there's Alex. It's like I've, I've known. Yeah, but for, exactly, exactly, you know? exactly that 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 effect, which is right. kind of like when you think about it, it's a little bit surprising because. We've always been conversing on the opposite ends of the planet. Right. You know, it's amazing. It really, no, it really is. Um, and I, I have to say, and I, I, I've gone through this a couple of times before. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I have. I, I, I don't know. It, it was. I was like, well, there's Alex. And well, time to give him a big hug because we're Europeans and that's what we do. I mean, I may be an American, but I'm just still Italian. For the listener, too. me and Tom had the most awkward handshake hug at the airport. And I laughed. I'm like, well, that was awkward. Hey, we'll <laughs> I, I wasn't we'll sure what better. to do. Like, uh, uh, let's do this again. We'll try this again. So mm. we'll make sure we, 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 we get a proper like bro hug off camera later. <laughs> now, this is something we don't, we, we don't want to see. We don't want anybody to see in public because, you know, let's be scare the natives or anything but i mean but it was like I, I, i'm actually really believe it or not i'm actually really quite socially awkward um in new new situations i mean it, 
I, I really am. I, I'm, I'm not comfortable meeting new people. I'm never sure what to do. Um, I don't integrate into a new social environment very quickly. But if I get the right cues, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm fine. I can curse, I can swear, and I can smoke. All right, we're all good. Um, but it takes me a couple of yeah, usually it takes me that, a couple of minutes. See, that's that's the bad conscience of a, of a thought criminal. He never knows quite what he's going to be facing. <laughs> Dude, not while I'm drinking. Come on. <laughs> yeah, if anybody was hoping for like a deep insight today about what's going on, well, we can I get there. I don't know. We I don't know that that's we'll, get happening. We'll, we'll get around. Oh my it. god! Like the conversation around. we just had the car had in the car with my they they these guys didn't just get to meet. Well, they, we didn't just all get to meet, but they get to meet my wife. And maybe we should add her in there. Uh, um, no, I, I, you know, fourth Mike. My, my my wife is. I, I, I try to tell people we were having this conversation. Um, Alec, when we checked out of the hotel, I went I went back inside just as they were starting to talk about like Rene Girard and memetics and and you know quantum psychology and all this stuff, which my wife has read all these books on, and then she tells this stuff to me, and I, I sorry, but, but I go inside to get Alex and make sure that he gets checked out. He knows that we're outside waiting for him before we get on the into the car to drive to Lloydminster, and and they're out there literally have not taken a breath just she and and the the other two that were with that you know that that or the other guys were, were with this weekend and, and walking into the middle of that conversation everybody's just like they're like really high level stuff and i just have to like stop at the moment you know at, at a calm moment and go and oh by the way guys this is what we do over a vape and a smoke on the back porch like every day i you know camille and i are just that's what we do. We have this kind of, you know, we don't talk about, you know, the weather. Like it's, you know, and if you want to know what the secret to being together for 31 years is how we did it, Having something it to with talk, all yeah. the other, with all the other problems that go along with that. And it's been, you know, it's like, we have, yeah. but it's that it's like, she's endlessly fascinating because she's in, I say this all the time. She's interested in the things that I'm not necessarily, but she looks at it and goes, yeah, but that would be really good for your work. So, yeah, I'll, I'll watch that because she just loves. It. She just likes to learn. She's just one of those people, and then she just keeps integrating it into her world. That could be on a card, you know. Endlessly fascinating. You just had like a poetic phrase about your wife, you know, like it, yeah. She's I endlessly mean, fascinating. She is. I, she that's is. pretty cool. Yeah, that's I, a, that's that's good good stuff for marriage longevity. I, I, and it's, you I, know, I, we all get, we all get older, certain things, you know, fall away, we grow out of them. But if you have fascinating stuff to exchange and talk about and, you know, like keep each other uh, stimulated, mm-hmm. man, that's, uh, I, I'm, I, awesome. I say it all the time. I'm the luckiest guy alive. Yeah. I don't know why she stays with me because <laughs> I mean, she's awesome. Like, I'm serious. Well, for some reason she must tolerate you. She must be a very tolerant <laughs> person. She's not. Actually, that's the weird part about it. Like, you know, okay, we kind of look at each other every once in a while. I go, "Why are we still doing?" Oh, it's our mutual fear of abandonment is the only reason we stay together because our, <laughs> our, our terrible parents that we have. Or no, in my case, terrible mom. I had a great dad, but she had just like a pair of like horrible parents. And like, I think it's that more than anything else. I'm like, this is maybe TMI, folks, but you know, whatever. I don't care. Um, but now it, it is. It, it is funny, and uh, and I just, you know, I I, I never I, I never get tired of of uh, sitting down and, and, and chatting with my wife. And she's just, she's, you know, she's constantly, there's that, you know that, that phrase that we have in, in, um, in the corporate world or whatever is that continuous improvement, right? That's what, we're, that's what her role kind of yeah. is. Yeah. And she took this on willingly within the, the family unit, which is to continuously find the next thing to improve, even if it's a small thing and we're going to improve on this and we're going to improve on that. And she's not always, we're not always right and it doesn't always work out, but she's constantly searching for the next well, thing. Okay, so that's, I find that extremely interesting and extremely important because mm-hmm. I was, all right, so... One week ago, I was in, in, in Bath in UK at this uh, conference called the Better Way Conference, mm-hmm. yeah, all organized by the World Council for Health. And the, the title of my speech there was that free speech uh, is our sacred birthright. And here's why I find this fascinating is because you know, the, the argument I was trying to make is 
you know, where does where does the the impulse to clamp down on free speech come from? Under under the guise of good intentions, is that the people in power, the authorities, are trying to protect us from misinformation and disinformation, mm -hmm. right? And the point that I was trying to make is that we all, okay, so we all are all vulnerable to deception and and fraud and disinformation, blah right. blah blah. So misinformation, fraud. Yeah. So uh, and and that, that's that's true enough. However. You know, we we're all endowed with the with the with the desire to educate ourselves. Right. Nobody wants to be intentionally ignorant or or deluded. And so I, you know, like my argument was that as we, you know, the more the more effort we exert ourselves to to educate ourselves to understand the world, uh, the more we gradually over time build up a detailed mental map of of the world and with that we become much more resilient to deception because we we start to understand what's what's likely to be true what's likely to be false what to pay attention to what to ignore what to focus on what to dismiss and so forth and at a certain point you you, you come to a point where you know you're not going to be easily duped mm -hmm. you're not going to be easily misled and even if somebody with top credentials, top reputation in the conventional sense, comes out and tells you, you know, that black is white and dry is wet and, and things like that, mm -hmm. you're not going to fall for it, regardless of, you know, like it can be Anthony Fauci, it can be Bill right. Gates, it can be like, uh, uh, what's his face, the... the Tyson. Um, oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, that guy. Tom, Tom's favorite. Oh yeah. And if if they start spewing nonsense, Mr. you're going to you're going to say like, yeah, you, you you may be science impersonated, but you're wrong, and I'm not following the authorities because that's what they're going to do if they clamp down on free speech. Sure. And free speech, you know, like why why I call the title our, is our sacred birthright is we're entitled to it. So we should just claim it, not ask anybody's permission. Of course. You know, like, I, I hope they're going to not sense, censor me. No, just speak out. And if they do, I'll move, find a different platform and speak out more. Right. And it doesn't matter, you know, like, because I even if you reach 10, 10 people, those 10 people are going to reach other 10 or however many. Right. And in this sense, truth will be unstoppable and is unstoppable we can see that already yeah. so anyway you know no, going you're, from, you're, you're going, you're going from the from going from the, um, the secret to uh, marital success and and yours and camille's incl inclination to you know like to dig into mi the mysteries of, of of life and the universe i think that's exactly what we need to be doing and then and then sharing it right and and understanding uh, one of the things that's, that's uh, uh, Thank you, Alex, and I really appreciate that. I really do. The um, what's but you, it 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 goes even one step further than that. Say, so look, you when you it doesn't matter if you're talking about health or you're talking about um, mental health or physical health or whatever societal health. This is our it's our sacred birthright. It's our societal birthright. The secret to a good personal marriage or relationship is the same as the secrets to a good societal relationship and or your relationship with your society or your community and your family and everybody else and so you know this is part of the reason why you know you're trying to make it make it better and at the same time I say all the time guys the lies are expensive and the truth sells itself yeah it's yeah. just that simple like you know yeah. and and it doesn't matter how many people you reach through the first time through, as you said, because if you're speaking truth, eventually it will find its way. Yeah. yeah. And um, and if as long as you're engaged in the honest inquisition towards the truth, even if you get it wrong, right? One of the things we were talking about uh, last night at, over dinner, and you know, and part of the conversation today was you know what we do what you and I do and 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 how that operates and like your your goal is not and the reason why people you know we have a following or whatever and why podcasting as a, an art form 
uh, is so powerful. And this is very important. So this this is actually applicable applicable to all three of us, right? You, the podcaster, Sean, Alex, and I, the guests. Yes, I happen to also hold a pod, run a podcast in which Alex is regularly a guest as well. And yeah, I need to get you back on, big guy. Um, but why that's so powerful is that because it's a format done properly where we can spend the time to honestly go through issues right as in a long form comp in a long form conversation or even a short form conversation maybe 15 minutes it can be an hour and 15 minutes it can be three hours and 15 minutes depending on what you want to do but it is honest in its pursuit of something even if the people who are speaking aren't experts in their particular field that they're speaking about because it's the process of watching them go through the process of the inquisition and the playing off of ideas and everything else that is what is captivating for the audience because that gives the audience the one it gives them two things one it gets them to be a part of the process and they feel part of the process of intellectual inquisition. We're not listening to some guy giving a freaking lecture and being all pompous. Alex's uh, word to describe Ludwig von Mises and the human <laughs> action in the car on the way over. It's an, op- it's an opportunity for everybody to show a little bit of humility and for everybody to be a part of the process, right? In narrative, and and I mean this in not in the political sense, but in the construction of stories and the constructions of narratives, right? Because um, you guys know that you know that's a, a hobby of mine because it's part of what I do, right? Is to analyze film or analyze television shows and see narratives. So understanding the basics of how storytelling operates at a structural level, the idea of the audience proxy character is incredibly important. The person who the audience identifies with, it's it's Han Solo in Star Wars is the audience proxy. He's the guy looking at all this going, are you kidding? I never seen anything that, you know, that I've been to one side of this galaxy to the other. I've seen a lot of strange stuff. I've never seen anything that tells me there's some all-powerful force controlling everything. And that's the audience's reaction to all of this, you know, simple tricks and nonsense, as he put it, right? So, that's what podcasting is about. That's what we're doing here. So even if we get stuff wrong, so we, so Alex and I, we bandy ideas back and forth off of each other, in you know, and we bounce ideas off of each other, right? And we, we may be wrong, but it's the freedom to be wrong that allows for the next iteration of things to then to find the next. And I, and I think that, and I think uh, <clears throat> where people who hate podcasts, they don't understand that. People who love it go into it knowing that they aren't going to agree with everything Tom says or Alex says, that no guest is ever 100% right in anything they're going to say, but they're willing to say it, and that's going to help them as you talk about going through the process. There's something about listening to somebody trying to get through complex ideas that helps you in your own life. It's like, oh, I hadn't thought about it that way. And you can listen to however many guests on one single subject and they never ever say the identical same thing. They have different examples. Some different examples can just help you. Yes. Just how they frame it. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. you're like, oh. Right. And some people are masters at it and some aren't. I, I personally like, uh, like I people must laugh when they hear you two come on my podcast because they know I'm going to say, I'm the Terminator. I'm going to say three words. This is the most I've talked since I've had you two on, which is funny. <laughs> but I, but normally I'm just like, I sit, I, I, I say, okay, Go play football, boys, and I'm going to be the spectator. Because I kind of sit back and watch you two right. go back and forth on very complex things that I know very little about. Well, one of the things I want to bring up here, Sean, one of the part, one of the reasons why when we started this conversation today, a little informally, was because I want to, uh, I wanted to highlight your role in today. Hmm. Okay, I think it's very important that people take this seriously. Like, the guy flew us all the way up here. He flew, you know, Alex over from Europe. He flew me up from from. Florida tomorrow night we're going to sit down and we're going to you know do a live we're going to do we're going to take the show on the road that's like, right you know what I mean we're going to do I'm going to we're going to get to do the geopolitical stand-up routine on the road no I mean it's important but that's a that's a facilitating thing and podcasters as a class of people are now communications facilitators they are and again it's not just that we get to we, as the audience the good podcast be taken through some idea to its logical conclusion or some some I, some thing, 
it's that it gives the audience the opportunity to riff themselves off of what was just said. Meaning, yeah, that guy got close, but he really missed this, this, and this. And and then they and then they can go about their day going, yeah, that you, guy. You said the word I love because the idea behind tomorrow night is that imagine you got to sit in on Queen or the Beatles or whatever band you want, it doesn't matter, where they're trying to figure out a song, right? And they're just riffing off each other. Oh, maybe that sounds good. And the whole point of the, of the roundtable portion is for the audience to ask a question and then for the people on stage to riff on it. Like, right. well, I don't know, what do you think of X? And away they go. And if you get two people, three yeah, people, yeah. that are comfortable with each other where they start talking, you never know where that'll go. That's that's the, the yeah. beauty of the yeah. live show. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, like you're watching Soundcheck. Uh, you know, you're watching right. you're watching the sound check before the before the concert. You all know what the, what the show's going to be because they've scripted it and they've run it they've run it through a thousand times. But soundtrack is where you get to see the fun part. That's where actually, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Tom. Yeah, but I was I'd also like to add another thing that you know, like the audience, I would appeal on the audience to you know, like in their lives to take an active role in this because you know, like uh, just a few weeks ago, I, I saw this like brief video by Dr. Mike Eden on, on, on Twitter. And he's saying, you know, like, it's time for us to be brave. Yeah. And he didn't say this in the, in the sense of like, martyr yourself, but he said like, don't be too worried about your reputation, speak out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important uh, advice because, you know, like we often don't speak out because you think like, wow, maybe I got this wrong. What are people gonna think? And I think this is the best time to be brave in this sense because yeah. The, you know, like we are exposed to each other at an unprecedented level, you know, and people are exposed to so much information that if you get something wrong, people are going to set you straight. You know, somebody's going to say mm -hmm. like, you got this wrong. And I mean, y you don't have to be cemented in, in, the, in the air. You can just like go like, oh, okay. And so we get to riff off of each other adjust course, correct each other. Yep. And I think that over time, it amounts to a process of like really refining knowledge yes. and breaking new grounds. And where's it going? We, we, we can't really know where it's going, but we know that we can play a role in it and then we should play a role in it, you know, like because if we're passive, we're being led like, like cattle to slaughter. I agree. If we're active, we become invincible. And so I think for everybody, every every person out there who's who's hesitating because, you know, they're not sure if they got it right or they're not sure how their colleagues or family members are going to react, just like be brave, be brave, speak out. If you're wrong, you're going to be set straight. You're going to figure out that you're wrong sooner or later, and let let the knowledge and the information flow through. And whatever is, whatever is. You know, gold is gonna float up to the top, and right. you know, it's 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 a gradual process of making the world a better place. It is, and I, I agree, Alex. And I, I, the 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 thing that's a, is 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 worrying for people, I think, is that yeah, I'm gonna be if I'm wrong, I'm gonna get shot down. I'm gonna it's it's, but yes, being brave is incredibly important in this. And there was a small point that I wanted to make on top of that, and now I can't quite <laughs> make it. I can't the, find the it. It just might. The, the the caffeine free dad's root beer is really getting to Tom. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's the sugar. Um, ah! No. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you want to see me bouncing off the walls, dude. Now just add just add whiskey and then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, I think it, it is. It's really important that, that it, it being brave is important because you 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 can't be you're like you can always say, look, this is what I think. Yeah. And then you get corrected, and that's not the end of the world. I, I, I don't know if I told, talk, told this story to you guys, but I know I've told this story in public before. So I was, um, I, I was helping Camille's nephew um, one weekend um, to buy a car for the first time. He'd never bought his own car, so I, I just helped shepherd him through the process. During that weekend, Right, a couple of days of me working with him, so I spent a lot of time with him that weekend, and so we were just chatting, you know, uh, at, at home after he, you know, bought the car and came home. We were chatting, and I said, and he, and and he he was talking with one of his um, younger, like Gen Z, coworkers, right, and so early twenties, something like that. This guy's you know a little young, a little older than that, and um, I said. 
And the kid, the kid just kind of looked at him. He said, you know, it's like what my what Camille's nephew said was like, look, in the past, we didn't have any, inf- we didn't have, you know, the Library of Alexandria in our, yeah. you know, we didn't have the Oracle Delphi in our hands. So, you know, the, you know, so we just, we learned what we knew from the people around us and the news and whatever. And, and the kid just kind of looked at him and went, so what happened when you were wrong? What could, like, like, what were you just wrong? Right, you just stayed wrong. <laughs> like, and the, 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 and this is coming, and it wasn't even my reaction to this that was interesting. It was Camille's nephew's reaction to it, which was, he, like, he could never conceive of the idea that he could be, you could be wrong. And that would and be like, know, yeah. and like, that would be the worst thing imaginable. Like, yeah, so yeah. we have, we bred in this, all this social anxiety, I think, at this point. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. this, yeah. this, this allergy to being wrong. And everybody needs to be right about everything all the time and have an opinion about everything and have that opinion be right and fact checkable through the, through Google on a daily basis. And that's a very dangerous process. Well, even <laughs> <laughs> and that's a very dangerous thing. And we're like, no, no, yeah, we were just wrong. And then we learned to get better information. And yeah. the only difference between then and now is that it took us longer to get and your contrarian. Wrong, and yeah. your wrongs were contained. Right. Wrongs yeah, now can yeah. spread. Right. You could, yeah, you could. Like, st- I mean, you yeah. could stay wrong for l- longer and not know it, but n- nothing obliges you to stay wrong, right? But anyway, you know, like I, what I wanted to mention is there's another really important reason to speak out for everybody, mm-hmm. and that is to be able to recognize each other, right? Because, you know, if, if you're holding unconventional view or if you're questioning conventional wisdoms that, you know, like are, if you, you imagine most people are not questioning, then you might feel awkward to bring it up, you know? But what, what, what happens very often is that when you do bring it up, you discover that you're not the only one. Right. You know? And that's like being able to bond with people. And the most beautiful illustration of this is a friend of mine told me a story about like being on a ski lift in Switzerland at a time, I think last winter, winter 21 maybe, or maybe winter 22, where, you know, people went skiing, but they were still obliged to wear face masks on the ski lifts, right? So they were, uh, they were on, a, on, a, on a ski lift, one of those like gondolas, that little, you know, like the little egg where mm-hmm. you, you can fit like four or five people. Right. And they were supposed to wear a mask on. And so the guy says like, he, he noticed that the couple across from them were kind of fidgety and not sure. And he was wondering whether it was because his, his mask was below his nose. And then at some point, the, the girl um, asks him like, do you mind if we take off our masks? And he was like, oh, yes, please. And then, like, for the rest of the rise, you know, like, they totally bonded because they discovered right. that they feel the same way about something. But if nobody said anything, they might have gone the whole ride, like, with Never these known. masks and, and, and only assuming that, you know, like, I'm alone here. These people are going to judge me if I say anything. So I better not say anything. And th- those people might think the same way. And so nothing happens, but but just by virtue of somebody speaking out, yep. like they were like, so first of all, they were they were freed we're, of their anxi- anxiety. They bonded. They found that they're not alone. They found that they have yep. like-minded friends in that in that situation. Yep. And so you know, that's that's what we often discover. You know, rather than assuming that we're alone, that we're the weird one, we're the outlier. Just speak out, and you'll discover that you're not. Well, that's what they often. want us to believe. Yeah, but yeah. people, but people are looking for champions. Yeah. And the thing about speaking out is, the more you do it, then you're going to get confrontation. This is just you're yep. you're going to mm-hmm. you're going to get resistance, but that's going to make you better. And the better you get at it, the more people that you can bring yeah. in underneath you that that will hear what you're saying, Alex, and find courage to do what you're doing. Yeah, because True. at the beginning of COVID, there was it wasn't that there was none because they obviously silenced uh, a whole ton, but there wasn't a whole lot of like, wow, that person has it nailed down. And the further we got into COVID, the more those speakers have been like railroaded across the every platform, everywhere. They kept getting pulled down. They kept getting everything. And uh, it was easy to just like listen to them and go like, that guy's got it. Or that woman. There was a ton of ladies too. That I, just like yeah. I used to remember. I, nail it on the head. In the early days of, of me being independent with, um, uh, I got picked up. Uh, for a regular Friday uh, hour gig on Sputnik Radio show with Garland Nixon and Lee Stranahan. And that was every week. 
And it was like Friday, the last hour of every week, they ended every week with an hour with me. And which was great. It was fun. And I, I, you know, but got news for you. COVID broke that relationship, you know, and um, they fell into the, you know, Lee more than Garland fell into the, you know, into the, under the spell of it's necessary to lock the world down, blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, you're just fearful. Like we're breaking the entire global economy over this. No, this is the time. I literally said on the air, this is now the time for brave people to go to work every day in order to keep the society running so that we can produce the goods necessary to keep us healthy enough to stay alive while this thing runs its course because that's just the way it's going to be. It's either going to wipe out humanity and it's the friggin' AZ1 virus from the Planet of the Apes movies or it's not. And we're going to need people showing up every day to make sure the lights are on, do the, you know, if you don't go to work because you're in a non-essential job, then I got news for you. Then that lowers the demand for the things that you demand on a daily basis. And that puts 50 other people out of a job and another hundred people on that. And, and they, and, and they lost their jobs and they lost their jobs and they lost their jobs. Like, and you know, that ended badly. Let's just say that I got ambushed one week and I just said, you know what? And I just hung up the phone and I walked in. And my act of bravery was to literally hang up on Lee Stranahan in mid-sentence on national public, on national radio. I'm like, no. I was not brought on here to do this. This is bullshit and I'm not doing it. I donate my time. I don't need you. And you talk about, you know, I'm just a disagreeable asshole when it comes down to it. That's just who I am. But is that brave? I don't know. But it is what it is. I think and, being, well, that's that's an interesting question. What do you mean by being brave? Because to me, it's embracing who you are. And certainly striving after the truth, I think, is a... Is a um, something we need more and more because we've been getting fed lies for a long time but like being okay with who you are is it is is a good thing and so many of us are looking for everybody else to tell us who we are and that's you gotta it's a be tough yourself. You, this is a I tough think, way to live life i think that an easy way to not be okay with who you are is to not embrace who you are and not to do things that your conscience tells you that are the right thing to do you know like it takes it takes some courage and integrity to do what's right, whether uh, doing things that are just um, how do you call it uh, convenient or uh, expedient. Mm -hmm. But I think that once you get into the habit of going along with your conscience, like listening to the voice of your conscience and trying to do the right thing to the best of your ability. Okay, yes. you don't have to martyr yourself right. over every dilemma in life. But you know, like generally to steer your course of life according to what's right and what your conscience tells you to, then the, the one, of, one of the great rewards for that is that you start to feel okay with yourself. Mm -hmm. And you start to be able to forgive yourself for your char character flaws that everybody has. You know, that's just how, how it is, you know, like roses have thorns and <laughs> you know, like it's some, uh, th th oh. th 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 there are times when, when you know, like when when shit happens. There, everybody has a bad day at the office. Everybody has a has, has a has a fight with a, with their with their family members, with their friends, and you know that's part of life. You just like turn a new page and you carry on. You know, not, yeah, it's not necessarily fatal at, at every at every turn. And I think that it's much more fatal trying to avoid every confrontation and every disagreement. Yeah, agreed. And that that whole process of forgiving yourself is, oh, that's only the hardest freaking thing any of us will ever do, right? I mean, let's not let's not kid ourselves here. That that's yeah. a, that yeah. is absolutely the hardest thing anybody ever has to do. And like you know, and, and you know, you say you, you say that phrase, and it's just like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, I think it's, uh, you know, like I think I think it's time for that for for many of us, for most of us, because. You know, what if it's really true that, you know, like at this critical juncture for humanity, the people who are living in here in the now are actually people who are, you know, supposed to be here. You know, like maybe we're all supposed to be here. Yeah. So maybe we, we matter. And in that case, you know, like we should treat each other and ourselves well. Yeah. You know, so, you know, 
forgive yourself sure. if you've if you think you have something to forgive yourself yeah. for and carry on and do the best with the days that are given to you you're invoking token I'll, I'll now I'll invoke Babylon 5 where the right people are we all the right people in the right place at the right time and that's you know yeah, as you said like, like we, a, we, we you don't know, know you were were you meant to be here no well, yeah yeah, I, yeah. Okay. Well, you're guess guess what? You're gonna and you're gonna go forward with as much humility and as much grace and as and you know a little saltiness because that that gets people's attention. There's nothing wrong with that. I guess <laughs> I'm hoping. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, well, you but, know, like yeah. we all have personalities. That's right. fine. You know, that's we, we're we're hard hardwired that way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 part of the it's part of the design. But it's what a trip, man, because. You know, we don't know if we're supposed to be here. We don't know why the hell we are here, but we are. And what if it was meant to be this way? Of course. No, it was meant to be this Dude, way. Dude, do yeah. your best and leave it on the pitch, as they say. You know, like. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. Nobody's getting out alive, but make sure that when you look back, you're like, yeah. Yeah, no, I, exactly. Was, I, it's a, it's not live fast, die young, leave a good looking corpse, right? The, the true romance. No, no, no. It's that, not that. No, no that. But it, that, is, yeah. it is, it um, is, well, I mean. I'm 55, right? I I don't know how old you are, Alex. I'm I'm 40, 13. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm 55, going on six, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, but you know, we're in the top layer of the cake, and that's an old Gary North. I I I, I talk about this all the time. The, the, some of the things, and you, you ask him, okay, so you know, what are the most influential things you've read in your life, right? Well, I, I've gone over, you know, why. Philip K. Dick was the greatest novelist of the 20th century, and I've done that one before. But Gary North, the old Austrian economist, yeah, and one of the good ones, and this yeah. is and this is an argument that this is part of. We're hearkening back to some discussions we had in the car earlier in the day, where North, by the way, got everything right about QE and you know and zero bond interest rates and all that stuff um, back in 2008. But Gary North wrote a great article. It's called I think it's called the Top Layer of the Cake. And he said, a man's life, and he was talking about his dad, actually. His dad said that, you know, a man's life is like a three-layer cake. And, you know, your first, the, the, the first layer of the cake is your, is, is your adolescence where you live for yourself. And then the second layer of the cake is when you're a father and you're living for your family. And the top layer of the cake, after your family's grown, is what you're going to do with your legacy. Because really, unlike women, because women have, are, as moms, they get to mature into being grandmothers who have a very very important role in the family structure much more so than grandfathers do then the grandfather or in, in when you when you're in that last layer of your case that's where a man establishes his legacy and in order to leave that for his progeny to live up to right and to strive towards and say this is how I want to be remembered right and what are you going to do with that you know with that last 30 year life and I remember reading that for the first time and going, whoa. Now that was back in 2000, I got to say somewhere between 2005 and 2008. I don't quite remember when he wrote it. I don't quite remember when I read it, right? And the first time I read it would have been on Lou Rockwell, so whenever it was published then. Um, but, and going North might have republished or repackaged that same concept multiple times because you write for 50 years and you're going to repeat yourself. Um, but, that struck me. And I think it was right around the time, it was right after we built the house. So for those of you in the audience who don't know, my wife and I, you know, one of the things we survived was building a house together. <laughs> so, and we did it because it was to have the skills necessary to get through and we didn't have a lot of money and it, it was either, if we, wanted a, if we wanted a house in the country, by our, it, we were gonna have to build it ourselves because we couldn't afford anybody else to do it. But it was then that I was really beginning to start thinking about that stuff. I'm like, okay, what is the last third of my life going to be? And because um, I'm about to become a dad, or if I hadn't just become a dad, well, and because I became a dad in 2006 at the age of 36. So, yeah, that's important part of that. And so, what else are we at uh, at this age, if not the men who should be standing up and leading? Especially considering the two generations of men that are behind us now that have no role models. Well, I, I'm always sitting, me and Alex are changing how old we are. I'm only 37. So I was <laughs> chuckling because I, I'm like, well, you, 
we're trying to model like to other men right. to stand up. That that's exactly what it is. It's like right. we all need to stand up, mm-hmm. right? The sooner that happens, the sooner things get way better. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. And as long as Absolutely. we just keep, you know, no, it's not a big deal, or you know, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. It's like, well, when you take that attitude, then we put an unbearable burden on your generation, and when. Our generation should be walking into it right now. Honestly, at 37, I'm like, although busy with kids and everything, it's like at the same token, it's like, it's time. Like you can feel it. You got the energy, you got everything going. You're just like, and you got the, you got the, 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 the mean, not the means, the, like the why to do it for. I got yes. three young kids. Yeah. I, like, I'm yeah, like, exactly. what the hell am I handing them right. over here right, right. now? Exactly. It's the purpose. That's the, the thing. Purpose. You know, like purpose. If you don't yeah. rise up to the challenge, you leave double the challenge to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, you know, like, I'm, what, 53? I, you know, I I can conceive, like, you know, living um, comfortably to my old age, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, like, the future of my children, that's that's longer. And, and their children... Uh, we, we have no choice. No, we simply have we have no choice. And, and it's a dark age. And we realize it, that we recognize it for what it is. It's it, it and it's a um, it's it's the why. Like this is why we're here. This is this is when you make the decision again, as Alex said earlier. Isn't you it, have to, it's time to be brave. It's just time to like do the thing. Isn't it and funny that we all kind of grew it's, up on... It's time to do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to do the thing. The no, thing. But I, I thought, isn't thing? it funny the, that... You know, we, the thing. The thing. We all kind of... Um, we all kind of grew up on these archetypal stories about, you know, like the clash between good and evil, you know, like, yeah. like the the Star Wars yeah. and and Harry Potter and uh, and the uh, what's it called, like uh, Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and all these things. And dude, we get to live it in the ring. Yeah, you're right here. Like, in, in real life. life. Are you gonna be? Are you we gonna be Frodo, uh, or are you gonna be? You know, you know, like who are you gonna be? Like who do you want to be? Yeah. And your opportunities right in front of you, and you know. Um, and if you stand honestly, if you like, I, I just look at the the look at the men who have stood up, mm-hmm. and what's happened for them, uh, especially when they get really good at it. You know, um, their their lives have not ended. No, no. Quite the opposite. Yeah, no. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Like, these people think they rule the world. I never say they're the men that rule the world. These, you people. mean the, the, the other side? Yeah, the, 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 the bad, bad guys. The bad guys. The, yeah, the Gog and Magog. Those guys. The, um, like, the British. Um, <laughs> sorry, couldn't help myself. Um, there is a bit of performance art here, people. If I'm not, do, I'm not doing it, I, if I'm not doing that, I'm not doing this right. But... Like, you know, they think they rule the world. They have a solipsism. And I hate to pull that 25-cent word out, but it's one of my favorites, so fuck you. Um, they have a solipsism <laughs> about them, about their uh, that how, empower, how powerful they actually are when they're not really. Because all you have to do is say, dude, we can see you. They are just the Wizard of Oz, ultimately. Yeah. And... The question is whether or not you're going to be allow you're going to allow yourself to be gaslit by morons into believing that you know the whole the world's going to end. I mean, I'm not saying that they're not going to try and destroy the world before giving up power. That's a pretty much a given. Yeah, that's a given. Okay, that doesn't mean they're going to succeed. It means, you know. Pull well, the string out, boys. We got work to do. Isn't isn't it yeah. evil prevails when good men do nothing? Isn't that yeah? Isn't that yeah. essentially yeah. the saying? Yeah. Right. That, yeah. It is something yeah. to that effect. Yeah. 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 So, you know, the only thing necessary for for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. for good men to do nothing. Evan there, ben, that's, yeah. that, there, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if what if you you know? Uh, I'm I'm curious. You know, like I know. Um, on stage, we're going to talk about it, but I mean, if we go over it twice, um, we got we got a hard out today, so we got a, about thirty minutes left. Um, there's been a lot going on in the world, like, you know, like we had, oh a lot. We, oh, like I felt like I felt like we went through this like real like dry spell or quiet period of like oh maybe maybe we're going to get peace and really you like, thought that not really, but you know it kind of just went quiet right where where almost it was. <laughs> 
Tom, okay. Tom's okay. laughing. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you felt that way, Sean. Maybe you got a little bit of a recharge. This all I, this all I saw was bad, 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 bad. Really, really I was bad. like, Jakar, dead. I know what dead, it was. Dead, I was waiting for dead. you guys to come up, and I hadn't talked to you in a while. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I know it's overwhelming. Like, it's, 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 it's really difficult to keep up with stuff. So what I sticks mean, out? Like, what, what is the, the man, I don't know, the dam? Like, do you want to, do you want to, like, like they, I mean, the, the, they come the, out and it's it, not just the dam. I want you to like, take it one step further. Like a lot of stuff happened on June 5th. And then, you know, that's when the offensive started, even though it was, it faltered a little bit. I don't know what the current status is. This information so thick. We're doing this on what the ninth. Um, and, um, who can tell what's actually going on? But like, never forget anybody that the Ukrainians are the ones attacking. So they're the ones that are going to lose most of the men. They're attacking Russian fortified positions. And even if they take some territory, it's they're going to pay a huge price. And well, the apparently is, they, they already have? are. I think I think you know, like the 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 casualty rates are like twelve to one. If it's that high, so that's if, if bad. It's, it's very bad. Right. Yeah. I mean, three to one, four to one, five to one is within operational parameters. Five, twelve, ten to twelve to one is is, is horrendous. Yeah. Um, that's you know World War One level stuff. And the, but then again, this is a well World War One style trench yeah. warfare with with standoff artillery. Um, but the dam, and I'm convinced this was the British, or with the Ukrainians with the British help. Um, the dam is a, 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 is a statement, and all of this happens downstream of the debt ceiling being signed here in the United States, because this is the debt ceiling bill that was signed which is basically to suspend it and give Biden a blank check for $4 trillion to spend in the next 18 months. What do you think he's going to spend it on? Housing for the poor? No. Okay. Um, the dam is the thing that, that says to you, okay, they're willing to, to drown civilians yeah. rather than give up operational control. Then the next day, and this is a couple of days after the Russians formally just walk away from the Ukrainian grain agreement, the grain export agreement out of the port of Odessa. This was, of course, all downstream from when the Russians blew up the last military naval ship that the Ukrainians had were hiding through the river systems in and around Odessa. The Russians finally found it and blew it up. So it's like a domino, series of domino, little dominoes. But the pulled out of the the, the grain deal because um, the Ukrainians were exporting grain and they and the Russians fulfilled their side of the agreement and nothing on the other side of the agreement was 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 held to which was allow ammonia exports from uh, into the uh, through the pipeline from Russia into Odessa across Ukraine was one there's like three other things and this all this is all classic British American style hey let's sign an agreement so that and we know full well that the Ukrainians were we're bringing men and material and and weapons into Odessa through these grain export ships. We all know that that's what was going on. Everybody stop it. It's the friggin' Lusitania, the 21st century version, right? And finally, the Russians said, you know what? Nuts to that. That's enough. We're out of the deal. So what happens on Tuesday? They blow up the dam on Monday. They blow up the pipeline outside of Kharkiv, or sorry, Kharkov. I'm not Ukrainian. Um... The next day, gassing an entire village. They blew up an ammonia pipeline. Like, okay, these people don't care about climate change. They don't care about ecological disaster. They don't care about anything. Yeah. They care about one thing and one thing only, power. And now we're hearing that the Canadian wildfires were set by arsonists using drones. Are they going to blame that on the Russians too? Or are they going to use this as a, as, a, as a means by which to start climate lockdowns all over again? Because solar output in the entire northeastern seaboard dropped by half because the, 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 we have a Blade Runner-like skyline over New York. Not that anybody cares, by the way. No matter how much they try to tell us that we're supposed to care that uh, New Yorkers can't breathe, only the New York media cares. Because I don't. Because anybody still living in New York, well, you deserve what you get. <laughs> You're still living in New York. What, what's wrong with you? Sorry, rant off. Go ahead, Alex. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much better is this in person? Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but we don't. We don't. We're not all. We're not all autistic. Waiting for the waiting for the friggin' delay to catch up to each other and like it's. it's yeah. Oh god. It's so much better in person. <laughs> the only problem I got is I'm like stupid, hard out, time limit, whatever. Right. Kids, yeah, you know, I'm kids. Anyways, yeah, well, yeah, you yeah. know, self inflicted uh, wounded. You know, three times over. No, normally he's he's the bearer of bad news, and and somehow Alex just finds a way to breathe a little sunlight in. But I don't think it's coming, is it? I, I see this look on your face. No, no, the look on no look. You, you couldn't beat optimism out of me with like a zircon missile, um, you know. But you know, like things can be, things can look very ugly in the in the, you know, like in a in a short interval of time, mm-hmm. you know. But it's all part of a process, and yeah. the and the and the process can get ugly. But oh, dare I go back to my speech uh, from last week? I always like to use a this beautiful Confucian. What do you call it? Not, it's not really a metaphor. It's a yeah, whatever. I'll, whatever you call we'll it. Call it but, but, but basically, here's what it says. It says like um, great trees fall with a lot of noise and great destruction, but seeds grow silently, right? And so I think that what we're seeing in the world now is the collapse of old structures, structures that probably need to collapse. But what we don't see and what we don't hear is all the seeds growing. And I think that the seeds growing is exactly what we've been talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. It's all of us, you know, like trying to understand things, researching, analyzing, uh, exchanging ideas, uh, riffing off of each other, uh, speaking out to other people and other people speaking to still other people. And I think that the power of that is probably a million times over more than all these things that are kind of, you know, so captivating because like, oh my God, a dam bl- broke up. The dam was bl- blown up, sorry. Uh, mm. And 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 all this happened and, you know, like it creates headline news instantly. And then you think about all the people that got hurt and you're know, like, oh my God, you know, like this is horrible. But go back to World War One. Well, go, go back to practically any period of history and there's always ugly stuff, but we overcome it you know like with time all of these things are overcome most of the people survive and the world gets rebuilt we we get to build back better right <laughs> yeah on <laughs> only, our terms not theirs only on our terms exactly not on klaus schwab's terms or or on boris johnson's terms Jim, it was only it was just a couple of months ago when 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 boris johnson was saying that you know, like we all ought to be focused on building back better. Right. I thought, like, what? Uh, I like what's fascinating about this is, um, it, it's, yeah, you're, you're right, Alex. And I was going to say, the, um, oh God, what was I going to say now? God damn it, I hate when that happens. Again, that that's root beer, man. Like that's just. <laughs> um, how was but, Canada, Tom? Well, um, he gave me Dad's root beer on air, and let me tell you, it really messed it just, me up. This has destroyed my my ability to think. Um, <laughs> no, very, it's funny. Very interesting I, beverage, but so intensely sweet. Yes, I could not finish it. Yeah, it is a little. It is a little much. Um, <laughs> so, Dad, whoever you are, like, tone down the sugar <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I mean. I know that I had I know I had something interesting to say and I can't now think of it. So we're just going to sit here and talk about Dad's root beer again. So I'm sure you have other so interesting draw it across and bring it back and there you are. So um, <laughs> the uh, what were you saying? I was just telling Dad to no like, no before that Christ <laughs> on a freaking crutch. He was, he was talking. I, I was saying about uh, you know the the this. process of you know oh, like right. See, simultaneously you have this uh, destruction right that's like mesmerizing that yes. it's like transfixing us to like looking at these dark horrible events, yes. but then you know like all the good things that are happening sure uh, which which is all of us which is you know like you could think of it as seeds growing according to themselves. Mm-hmm. But they grow in silence. They don't generate news. They don't attract attention. Yeah. But they're growing, you know, like in such huge, how do you call it? Numbers. 
numbers and such magnitude that it's probably way, way more than yes. the, the yeah. destruction that is generating all this noise and, and, you know, like it's captivating us all. And then if you get too immersed in it, then you think like the world's ending, it's all over, you know, like it's, right. it's, it's, it's right. everything is horrible and humanity probably shouldn't yeah. exist and all this. But I think that, you know, that that's, that's, where you direct your attention to. And I think that we need to also direct our attention to, of course, you have to acknowledge the things going on, but you have to put them in historical context. Absolutely. I mean, like World War World War II, um, I don't know, France, which was a major participant, sustained, I think, off the top of my head, like something like 1.35% of their population perished yeah. in the four, four years of like heavy duty warfare. warfare. Mm-hmm. I think the UK maybe like point, what point eight percent, point six percent, something like that. The United States like something like point twenty zero point twenty five percent. So you know, like if you put all this in perspective, yeah, you know, like every one of those deaths is a, is a tragedy. It is, and every one of the battles and and incidents that generated those casualties was was a was a captivating event and a news a news headline, mm-hmm. but. The, the part of the society that lives and that carries on is much, much bigger than that. And, yes. you know, like I lived through the war in former Yugoslavia. And I can tell you while, while battles were going on in part of the country, the other part of the country, people were going to work every day. They were riding on buses. They were going to bar to have coffees. They mm-hmm. visited each other. They right. made lunch. Uh, they sent their children to school. Yeah. So life does go, go on. And all of that is going on, even as we're like looking at Ukraine and the the, the whole train wreck that, that that is. Well, I was gonna, so, I was going to say there's yeah, t- no, there's I, tons I, of people here in this country that have zero clue what's going on over yeah. there. Well, it's it's it. What I was what I was going to say before Dad like hijacked my brain um, was we are all the survive we are all the descendants of survivors Survivor, yeah. uh, of of natural catastrophes of the past. We are all descendants from slaves. Every one of us. So you put it all in historical perspective. We are the ones who lived. Remember, what, you invoked Harry Potter earlier. What was his nickname? The boy who lived. Right? There you go. Okay. Now, so that's who we are. All of us. Every one of us. So you're going to be the... So we're all... So hopefully we will all live. Unless, you know, they remand me to Guantanamo and waterboard me or whatever. And if they do, they do. Like, I, I can't live that life that I'm going to be worried about this. I'm going to have to just keep doing what we're doing. And... and Hope that, you know, like you can make an example out of us. Like, guys, did you watch Tucker Carlson's episode two on Twitter? Oh, no. I have. Episode two just just dropped. And he went and he went (laughs) and he went there about pedophilia and the breaking down of taboos about how to break down how it's breaking down every aspect of our society in order to in, in order to to roll us over. Pedophilia, yeah. pedophilia. Remind me, is that is that like the minor attracted person? Yeah, the yes. minor attracted yeah, person. Yeah, I, I forgot. I, I'm sorry. I, well, I, it, uh, I, I, I use such an antiquated I, term I, that you know it's like this ancient religion <laughs> to invoke Star Wars again like, from 20 years yeah. ago. Well, so, did you did, have you seen Movie Guy? Have you seen Jim Caviezel's uh, new movie coming out? Uh, the Speed of No, I haven't. It hasn't come out yet. July July fourth. No, I haven't. I haven't. That's that's why we haven't yeah. seen. That's it. That's what kind of why we haven't seen it yet. No, no, no. I mean, sorry, the preview for it. No, I haven't. Preview, seen no. Speed. No. The sound. No, no. Sorry, not. I keep saying Sound of Freedom. It's a. It's about that. It's okay. about. It's about uh, uh, child trafficking. Yeah, and then and Mel Gibson oh, wow. is apparently going to back a four part four part documentary. I don't think he's making it. I think he's backing it because Mel's got because Mel has truly fuck you money. Um, because Mel Gibson is ready, folks. Yeah, Mel Gibson is fucking awesome. <laughs> like that guy is <laughs> awesome. Um, and um, yeah, like no, I haven't. And I think it's I think it's good. This is what we you know. It, there comes a point where they're coming for our kids, folks. Yeah. Like if you're not going to be brave now, then then when and for what? Yeah. Like really? Like what do you got? This is what you're going to find out. Like I said earlier, pull the string out. Mic drop. Let's leave it there. We're 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 going to be on stage tomorrow night, anyways, and uh, 
to the listener, I guess I don't know when I'm dropping this. Um, I assume right before I release the other one, which will be the the sound of uh, what we do on stage, is my guess. Either either way, appreciate you guys coming in and doing this. It's been super cool to like I don't know. I have really dumb ideas. I I think it's like you know you have this idea in your head. It's like right. Get Tom and Alex over. It's like yeah, that makes sense. And then you know. I start going through the process of, like, how I get you here. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you know, this isn't, like, one flight for Alex. This is 24 hours of a this plane. This is 24 hours, you right? Know, they, they, <laughs> it was yeah. 15 for me. Yeah, the, yeah Tom yeah, wasn't yeah. much better coming from Florida, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah, and then yeah. you get up here finally, you but, know, and I, I see you both. You both look like you've been run over by trucks. You look better today, yeah, by the way. Yeah, but, you know, guess what? We're all going to get our internal eternal rest at some point. It's true. Yeah, so, like, you know, we got to... What you missed what you gotta missed gotta was last night. Like, but we had to... I finally had to just, like, stop. I was in Energizer Bunny mode, and poor Alex was like... Fast. I'm like, oh, let's get him back to the hotel. And but I mean, like, people don't. Really yeah, because we're 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 like sitting in a restaurant at a completely normal time, except it's ten o'clock in the morning in my head, you know? Right. It's like, and I haven't slept the whole night. Right. And we're like having these really engaging conversations. At some point, like I can feel myself fading. You know, like the battery is going on. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, and, but I'm up 26 hours at this point, and I just lit my second cigar. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean like and, and now I find like oh well, this is a 20 minute cigar it won't be that long and Alex is like I'm not gonna make it that long I just see it on his face I'm like okay okay I'll put it I'll put it away I'll we'll, get, we'll, we'll get you some we'll, cigar smoking tonight no that's no problem so I, I went <laughs> we went back to the hotel Alex went upstairs and I was still like I, I couldn't go to sleep this yet you know Camille had already um, gone home you know, had, had not gone boys night out because she was whipped but you know I went out and Smoked it in the parking lot and then I walked inside. I'm sitting out by the dumpster at one twelve thirty in the morning. Well, your time, two thirty in the morning. Yeah, my time, right? I'm still. I'm. I'm just walking in my house. You know, like yeah. that's that's about the time I got home. So, yeah. either way, man, I, I'm I'm excited for you guys to uh, uh, to be here. And I think tomorrow night is going to be a ton of fun on stage. It's like one of my funnest. I love being in the studio, and uh, I certainly love having people in the studio. There's nothing that compares to it. Right. But, uh, you know, for a guy who played hockey for a good chunk of his career or his life, I guess, in front of people, there's something with an audience and getting their interaction and everything else. And and honestly, the second portion where they get to interact asking questions and stuff i'm excited to see what they fire at you guys and to try and keep that on the on the rails you know like (laughs) like that should be interesting you know yeah yeah i look forward to that i really look forward to that that's like and again sean you know uh, mad props dude mad props for putting this together yeah and every in every way matter shape and form i i i I am you know i i don't I'm still like, yeah. People actually want to like meet me in person. What the hell? Like, really? Are you guys do? You... All right, fine. Well, we'll, we'll see what they say after tomorrow night. I yeah, <laughs> we'll see what they say. No, no after but it's gonna night. it's gonna be good. I'm sure it's gonna be good, and I I totally look forward to it. And awesome that you put it all together. Thank you. You really, really. It's gonna be great. <laughs>